Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. Ladies and gentlemen, Chanel Rivera is about to come on. Talk about how you create that success, specifically with strategy, authenticity, and soul. And this woman is bringing the soul. She's bringing the beauty and the hustle and just like unleashing her gifts on the world. It's just such a blessing to witness. So you definitely want to stay tuned because it's going to be a lot of fun. Definitely super valuable. And specifically, I want to talk to you because you're becoming your greatest possible self. Every day, you're stepping into your greatness. You're showing up. You're doing what you got to do and what you're blessed to do, sharing your gifts and and light and love with the world and also producing results. So I just acknowledge you for showing up and doing your best every single day. Also, I want to talk to you because you're becoming your greatest possible self. I want to support you. I want to support you in getting your message out with the world, whether that's launching your own podcast, whether that's coming on the 12-hour marathon as a guest, whether that's coming to our Bali Flow and Fire retreat to really dive into the masculine and the feminine energy to tap into you, your source, your center, your greatness, and really learn to love yourself even more. Let's talk. You can find me on facebook.com forward slash th3burns, Instagram at I am millionaire Chris, or you can also find me on email, chris at beergps.com. We'd love to hear from you, hear how you're growing into your GPS and how we can support you, okay? Next up is the iTunes review of the week. This week, it's by Ari. Ari says, Chris's energy to help others become their greatest possible self is really empowering. You can feel how he's being honest, laid back, and generally genuinely wants to help listeners get the best out of each episode. Absolutely, Ari. I definitely do. And we're going to keep diving into this marathon. Before we do that, though, definitely go subscribe to the podcast and give us a review, what you love about the show, what you want to see more of, how we can improve it for you in the future. We love to hear that feedback. And thanks so much for doing that. You can go to beergps.com forward slash iTunes, or you can search Greatest Possible Self on the iTunes store and give us a review. Find us like that and subscribe, okay? I'm going to introduce Chanel in just a sec. Before that, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, be ready to take notes because we're going to dive into this conversation. She is hardcore and no BS and delivers the gold. So definitely stick around till the end. Let's introduce Chanel because she was the number one district manager for a global entity when she decided to build her own company in the waking hours. Chanel knew she was made for more and decided beauty and hustle would be the vessel that would allow her to reach bigger destinations. After years of burning the candles at both ends, Chanel quit her six-figure corporate job to pursue beauty and hustle full-time. People come to Chanel to help finding success, help them find success without burning out. She's excited to share her recipe for success, which is SAS, strategy, authenticity, and soul with us today. And we're absolutely blessed. We're going to have an amazing conversation. Chanel, are you ready to rock that house, Superwoman? 
I am ready. Thank you for having me here. <laughs> Absolutely. I love your pink. You're wearing pink. Your background's pink. That's like you're repping it. <laughs> yes, I am 100% branded at all times. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, Chanel, we're going to dive right into the theme, which is dream destinations. What does that mean to you, Chanel? Dream destinations to me means being able to go away on a vacation, but also be able to have a destination to come home to that you don't dread. So that's how I I actually felt like I had made it in life was going on vacation and being so happy and grateful to come home that I wasn't, you know, escaping the rat race. I I wasn't dreading to go back to work. Mm. I wasn't dreading the home I was living in. It was this ultimate synergy of wow, how blessed am I to go on vacation? How blessed am I to come back to this amazing home and this job that I love? So that's when I hear that, that's that's how I compute that. That's so powerful. I love that. And me and Petia, we just experienced that on a cruise because we were like watching a comedian and he was joking about how people got to go back to their ordinary life and like go back to the grind. And we're like... No way. We're going back to like bliss and so much fun and a life that we love. And I think that people sacrifice like what they want in their in their dreams so long, like till the end of their life. And then they don't have any like, like, you know, energy to go after it. And it's just it sucks. Absolutely. I feel like we're hardwired for that. You know, the go to school, get good grades, Mm. find somebody that's decent, go to college, get a job. Mm-hmm. work really hard and die. Like there's nobody's ever teaching the other side of it of right. you know challenge the process and don't settle for anything and mm-hmm. don't make excuses for yourself, always push yourself harder and so that's part of my job is to help other people rewire that and yeah. understand that you don't have to go to work dreading your job every Monday. That's right. Now, are there times? Sure. Yeah, you know, right, right. <laughs> having an awesome job, there's days that you're thinking to yourself, I wish I could just go swimming or whatever, <laughs> you know. It's not all butterflies and sunshine, but right. it's definitely more manageable yeah, um, yeah. on this side of things. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's a really, really great share. I love how you shared that, Chanel. Powerful. Let's talk to our audience who's just learning about you, just getting to know you. Why don't you share a little bit more about who you are and what you stand for at Beauty and Hustle? Awesome. Yeah. So a little bit of background. I know that you touched on it in the intro was I was working at this global powerhouse and I was ranked number one and I had an amazing team that loved me and I still never felt like I was good enough and I never felt like I fit in. And so I started to carry around this depression and I didn't know at the time that it had a name, imposter syndrome. Mm. And it drove me insane because I had all of these people that worked for me that loved me. And I was making more money than any of my male counterpart peers. I mean, I was crushing it. But inside, internally, I felt like such a fraud. Mm. And so I started Beauty and Hustle, which was a makeup group a couple of years ago, in the middle of the night, just crying thinking there has to be a better way. There has to be people that look like me and people that want to talk about eyelashes, but are still smart. I, there was some stigma at that time. Mm. You know, if you were beautiful, then, oh, you couldn't be smart. You got to pick one lane. Yeah. And I just wow. kept thinking there has to be more people like me. And luckily, there's hundreds of thousands of people like me. And I'm lucky to have 20,000 of them in Beauty and Hustle. Wow. 
which started off as a makeup group just for me to release that feminine power of, you know, being able to wear hot pink and not be judged, you know, mm. at FedEx. I remember one of the times meeting with um, some of the executives and stuff and an HR associate pulling me to the side and going, you should probably not wear pink lipstick Chanel because you don't want to be known as the girl that wore pink lipstick. Mind you, I'm thinking I actually own the lipstick brand of the lipstick that's on me. Like, how dare you tell me, you know, but yeah. it was just one of those things. So Beauty and Hustle is a makeup group and it just turned into this women empowerment of where women can come and know that they're loved, they're valued and that they're enough and that they can do anything they want in, in, in the world and that they have other women that are going to praise them and uplift them and help them. And so that's really my mission, no matter what I do. Um, I have different businesses. I have a clothing boutique, makeup. I have um, a coach, a coaching business. But no matter what I do, everything that I do is centered around empowering other women to understand that they can do anything that, that they want, whether it's mm. through fashion, through beauty, through their business skills. I want other women to not feel silly or feel like a fraud when they're mm. killing it or when they're close to you know, blowing up and feel like, oh, this can't be true when in all reality, there's some badass women out there. They just haven't tapped into that true potential. And that's yeah. my job is to help them get that confidence. That's so awesome. And I love your journey of coming from like the corporate environment and UPS <laughs> and like just fitting in, but still kicking butt and taking names, like being a high performer and standing out like that. And then as you like grew and understood yourself more, you like you owned who you are and your self-expression. You started putting on like the the pink lipstick, which is, is like awesome, right? Like, hey, this is who yeah. I am. This is what I love. And when people try to stifle your self-expression and your gifts, it's like, uh-uh, I'm not tolerating that. And so like you took the leap and said, I'm not going to put up with that anymore. And you started your own companies or continued to grow those. Yeah. Yeah. What's really interesting now is I, I do some business consulting for Fortune 500s and for these big entities. Mm -hmm. And for a little short period of time, as I transitioned into that, I, I kept thinking, do I not wear the hot pink blazer? Do I not wear the hot pink skirt? Uh -huh. Do I not wear the hot pink pants? And now I'm like, if they want to hire me, this is what they're getting. That's I'm going right. to get them results. I'm going to change the culture in their corporations. I'm going to mm. make them have way happier team members and I'm going to make them a shit ton of money. So if they can't get past a hot pink blazer, they're not my ideal client and I don't yeah. want to work with them anyways. That's right. Because that's part of my success is, yeah. is having that authenticity and never mm. backing down from that. But I still, it still creeps up sometimes, you know, when you're in the parking lot of major player in the world and you go, was this a bad, you know, was this a bad choice? <laughs> and then I think, hell no, if they want to hire me, this is what they're getting. This is what I'm going to teach them. And that is also going to make their corporation that much stronger. Yeah. And so it, it's just one of those things that it's taken me a long time and something mm. still keeps up, but it's yeah. definitely something that I, I, I have to own because it's really a part of my brand. Well, I also appreciate you sharing. It still comes up, right? Because there's there's always a next level. There's always like, okay, well, if I've spoken in front of you know 5,000 people, what's, who do I get to speak in front of to reach 10,000 or 20,000? And so like 
we kind of ask ourselves if the is the formula of authenticity that I've owned up till now is it still going to work to get to that next level and there's like yeah. the doubt that creeps in but it truly is hey when you own who you are and your gifts and you say screw everyone else who doesn't like it like there's more than enough people out there who believe in what I believe and who want to bring me in then that's like when we truly get that confidence and we're like unstoppable yeah totally and it's funny that you say about speaking because it's still one of those things where I have those bad stories that I let seek in from years ago of someone going, well, they're not going to take you seriously. or they're gonna, and, I'm, and I have to tell myself, you know, what would I tell a client that's feeling this way right now? And mm. Me being in hot pink is a part of my brand. It's a part of my journey. It's a part of what I do mm. and what I teach. So how can I how can I go on stage and not practice what I preach? And also I, I honestly, I've felt like it has really helped me figure out my soulmate client versus mm. people that hate my guts. I feel like there's no gray area with me. People <laughs> either love me and you know, and they're like, Oh my gosh, she's amazing. Or there's people that literally look at me and they, and they've told me to my face, I just don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand what's going on. I don't know how you're successful. And for me, it used to be hurtful, but now I'm like, great, I'm not going to take your money. We're not going to do business because you're never going to be able to figure it out. So mm. go find a stuffy guy in a suit and hopefully he can make you money. Not your gal, you know, so <laughs> it's, it's been a, it's been a journey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's that's uh, the gold is in those those milestones. So I want to go back to like when you first started the uh, in the makeup, right? Like, what was that like? You mentioned like it was kind of a, a a wake up call that came to you. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So I was feeling really depressed. Like I said, I was feeling like a fraud. I was feeling really lost, mm. and I felt like I had lost who I was because I did let people tell me to not wear makeup or to not curl my hair, don't wear your hair down, you know, mm. wear an oversized shirt so people don't know that you have boobs. Like, I don't know, uh, whatever. But anyway, so with the makeup, it was this really safe space for me to go into a private group and be able to express who I am on this really deep level that I'm mm. creative and that I'm fun and that I'm funny and yeah. that, you know, I can wear glitter and do all of these things and it doesn't equal stupid lady it just means it's another layer of who I am it's my creative freedom and so through that it was so interesting to just learn that so many other women whether they were in corp life like me or they were a stay-at-home mom or everything in between we all at some point struggle with this identity of like where did I lose myself you know um, I'm not a mom but there are so many moms that feel this way. Like I had these kids and I love these kids, but where the hell did I go in the process? And so I think that makeup is one of those things that helps us unleash, you know, that 18 year old self or that 10 year old self in a fun and expressive way. And then you're able to snap back into reality. You know, we're not going out on like a, a you know, like we're not going clubbing or something, but we're able to create art and, make something pretty and then take it off and, you know, go about our day. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've been so blessed with Beauty and Hustle. I've collaborated directly with Facebook because of it. Wow. And there's been so many times that I've wanted to quit Beauty and Hustle because the beauty community is savage. Mm. You would think the corp life 
is savage. Oh no, I can deal with those guys all day. Beauty community is a whole different level, but there used to be all these times where I'd want to throw in the towel and like, why do I keep putting myself in front and center of this community that just kind of attacks itself, which is really sad. Mm. And what I've learned in the last couple of years is like, I put myself there so I can be that barrier for these women so that I, they really do have a safe space where you don't allow people to bully people and you would think grown women wouldn't believe people, but they do, mm. um, unfortunately. But, and so I've really come to find out that my whole purpose is to build this community of women that really stick up for each other and have that sisterhood. And by partnering with Facebook <laughs> has really taught to me that my brand is something that Facebook can trust. Wow. Yeah. Like that's crazy. To what me. is, what does that partnership look like? How did you stand out to them and get highlighted? Yeah. So it started a couple of years ago. I got this random message that says, Facebook is interested in you. And I started having some phone calls with them. And there was, if you Googled it, you couldn't find anything. It was really bizarre. Mm. And they ended up having their first Facebook community summit, which was in Chicago. And I literally asked no questions. Like I let them book me a flight and I showed up. And um, from there, that was when Mark Zuckerberg changed his mission statement for Facebook to bringing people closer together. And I knew at that very moment I was onto something because there was a hundred groups selected. Um, There was only two beauty groups, mine and one other, Mm -hmm. but everyone there had different views or values. You know, you had like a liberal group, you had all of these people, but the biggest thing was they all had a passion for helping people. Mm -hmm. And it was, Mm -hmm. it was such a powerful place to be that I'll never forget that weekend. And so I've always kept in touch with Facebook. Um, they have like a group for power admins where we help them like give them feedback on designs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then about, I think in January, I got a call from Facebook again and said, Hey, we're doing some, a new ad campaign. We are picking 10 groups and we want Union Hustle to be a part of it. What? And I was, my mind was blown. Like, am I being punked right now? (laughs) And so, I mean, just from that, I've strengthened my relationship with Facebook so much. They have a sponsored ad for us on Facebook that has over 17 million views. We have ads on Instagram that are Facebook ads with our name on it. Um, We're on YouTube. We're on Pandora. Um, And it's just been really cool. Like, Facebook flew us out to Memphis to meet Mm -hmm. Miley Cyrus and announced the ad campaign. And it's just really powerful to sit back and think like, I've created this. Mm. It's sometimes a monster, but I've created this. <laughs> and, and it's, it's like such a genuine thing. Like this mm. isn't, Oh, you know what? I'm going to start a Facebook group because one day Facebook's going to call and pay me to use my brand. I didn't think of that, it, you know, and it's just really cool to see all of your genuine work yeah. start to really pan out and see, Oh, I'm supposed to change the world with this. Oh, okay. I get it. It's much bigger than me on most days, you know? So powerful. Chanel, this is great. Great stuff. I want to talk about um, when you are witnessing women not being the kindest to themselves and each other, um, how do you support them in growing through that and learning from that? So the interesting thing, and I have a group of six women that help me admin the group Beauty and Hustle. 
the interesting thing is they always tell me, why don't you just block everybody? And I always say, and hopefully some of them will watch this and they'll put it in the comments. I always tell them the people that are mean and mean spirited and catty, they need me the most. Yes. I'm not going to block anybody on social media. Mm. They need me. They need my messaging the most. Yeah. They, they need to hear what I have to say all of the time the most. So that's the first thing is I don't block them, but I also do try to give them constructive feedback of, you know, Hey, that isn't really that nice. Like, you didn't need to, you don't need to go out of your way to be a jerk to somebody. Mm. You don't know what that person is going through. You don't know what they're struggling through. So I always try to give them feedback, but I usually will send a friend request because I honestly want them to see my posts on Facebook every day because they need me. They need to know that being mean to anybody does not make your light shine bright, mm. brighter. Mm. I've never had to dim anyone's light to shine brighter. And honestly, mm. I believe the more light bulbs that I help get shiny, the more I shine. Mm. And so I'm trying to teach people that. And I feel like that's specifically women culture. I mean, it happens in men, but it's so much different in the woman culture. It's like, Oh, well I can teach you 85% of what I know, but I can't teach you a hundred because you might beat me. And it's like, I want to teach you everything. And I want to go neck to neck with you. And if you beat me, I go to sleep with integrity knowing that I taught you everything that I can and that you beat me fair and square. Wow. But I, most of the time I'll still kick your butt because that's just me. But, you know. <laughs> but what, yeah, what, just, what is that, what is that drive in you? Like why, why are you so driven? You know, I, I grew up very poor mm-hmm. and like in the hood and there's just a lot of things. I always feel like there was a stereotype of how my life was going to turn out Mm. from a very young age, you know, like, Oh, she's going to do this or she's going to get pregnant early. She's going to do this. You know, all of these things that I was told, not like by family members, but I just feel like from society in general. And I feel like my whole life I've ran to prove people wrong. And then once I reached this like enlightened state, I Mm. started to run to prove all those people that have always believed in me. Mm. Like I can't fail because even if there's two people and it's my, well, maybe three people, my dad, my mom, and my husband that are cheering me on, like I can't fail because they are really wanting me to win. Mm. And so now that I have, you know, I have women that watch my life and look at what I do. I feel this really big responsibility Mm. to not just produce results, but to then reach back and show them how to do it themselves. And so that's where my drive comes from. It's like it started from running like hell to prove everyone wrong. And then it quickly turned into this, screw you guys. I'm going to prove this small subset of people right. And consequently, that small subset of people is now like, I don't know, 60,000 people that are rooting for me on a daily basis, which is really cool. Yeah, that's so awesome. And I think it's, it's like you said, that consciousness, that enlightenment, that evolution of, hey, it's my ego trying to defend my ego and prove these people wrong, because we always want to be right, like as the ego wants to be right. And then it became, well, that's not driving me as much anymore. What, what really matters to me is being a contribution. What really matters to me is legacy. What really matters to me is actually sharing my greatest gifts so that other people are given permission to share their greatest gifts too. Because when we focus on doing our best, we give people around us permission to do their best as well. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and that's like, 
what I focus on every single day. I mean, there are still days that I want to quit or that I feel frustrated or maybe I haven't figured something out. And I'm like, I have to figure this out because mm. there are so many people counting on me to figure this out mm. to make it work. Or even, I mean, I think I do a really good job of sharing my failures on social media as mm -hmm. well, because I want people to know sometimes I make bad decisions too, or sometimes I can't figure it out and I've hired X, Y, and Z to help me. And I think that that's really powerful for other people to see because for such a long time, you know, social media was this highlight reel of I'm perfect. I'm skinny. Here's my perfect husband. Here's my Louis Vuitton bag. And then after coaching some of these people, I'm like, these people are like misery in a bag. Mm -hmm. And people need to understand that that's not a reality that mm -hmm. there's highs and lows in everybody's life. Um, but when we're comparing our low to somebody's high, it just feels so monumental that you're never going to get to that place. So you stay low for a long time and it doesn't need to be that way. Yeah. Chanel, how do you juggle so many different companies and groups <laughs> and like all this stuff that you're doing? I have really good support. So I have some really awesome ladies that have helped me admin and keep my online life, um, you know, squared away without them. Honestly, I don't know what I would do half of the time. I can't thank them enough, mm -hmm. but Honestly, one of the biggest things that I've had to learn that has helped me juggle everything is learning how to say no. And I say no a lot. I say no probably way more every single day than I do say yes, yeah. because I have to really put a barrier around my time mm. and understanding that if I'm going to take an hour to do this, it needs to be meaningful for me. It needs mm. to make sure that it aligns with my brand and that it's going to create some type of impact. Even if it's one woman that hears this and feels like, oh my gosh, she's speaking to me, then I'll do it. But I say no to so much stuff. And it's really not only um, protected my time, but additionally, it's really allowed me to show up so much more present when I do say yes. Mm. Because I'm so excited about the things I am saying yes for. Yeah. And I think that that's pretty much the biggest thing. Also, I mean, I teach time management. It's kind of my jam. So <laughs> it's one of those things that, like, I'm the person that doesn't allow cell phones at the dinner table. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, so those are t kind of things that my clients will come to me and say, "Oh, well, I sell. I don't know, whatever on on Facebook. I have to be on my phone." And I'm like, "Why do you sell? Let you know? Why do you sell clothes on Facebook?" Well, because I want to build a legacy for my daughter and my husband. Okay, cool. So why are you not looking them at in their face while you're eating dinner if the whole reason you're doing this is for them? Like, that doesn't make sense. And literally, people will look at me and just, you know, it's like, <laughs> you're doing all of this. I I have lots of successful companies or streams of revenue, and I put my phone down a lot. Mm. It's and when I'm working, I'm working, you know, it, it, it's just this mentality of, oh my gosh, I have to be on my phone because somebody's going to call and they're going to want something. And it's like, she can wait for her t-shirt, go eat mm. dinner with the two most important people to you. Yeah. Um, so for, for me, it's really about protecting time. And that's what I try to teach people. Um, Cause there's this culture of, if I don't answer fast enough, you know, if, if I don't answer Chris fast enough that I want to be a part of his podcast. He's going to go on to the next one. I'm never going to get that. You know, I mean, I think the only people that I really 
go that fast whereas when facebook calls me but i probably could calm down now because we have this relationship right i mean when facebook calls and says like can you be on a plane tomorrow it's like uh-huh whatever uh-huh. whatever you yeah. want <laughs> yeah. what kind of shoes do i need them are we hiking like you know that's really the only i would say for myself the only time where i'm like honey i love you but you're eating dinner by yourself and he's you know packing the bag and telling me to have a good time so um you know but we make everything an epic thing when it's really not it's right. it's somebody asking a little question that is important but Get back to what's important, which is connecting with the people that you're running your businesses for, you know? In the in the beginning, would you say you said yes to way men, way too many things? Yes. I mean, and and I, in the beginning I was working like 70 or 80 hours at FedEx and I was I was number three for a whole year and then I was number one. So for two years I was in the top three. So that isn't an easy feat. I had 12 stores all across Los Angeles. So I was driving 500 miles, you know, a week in LA traffic. Yeah. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So I was doing that and then I was coming home and I was doing makeup tutorials. And then I started uh, my side business of selling clothes via Facebook live video. And I was saying yes to everything. And I, my body, honestly, it started to shut down and I, I, I just kept telling myself, okay, I need to do this. Like at that time we were in LA, our house was really small. We lived in the hood. I would be live selling product and there'd be like gunshots and a helicopter. <laughs> and so at that point, like I knew I needed to hustle, but I knew that there was a better way of doing it. And so I always tell people like, sometimes there are going to be those bands where mm. you're just burning the, the candle at both ends and underneath you because you're trying to get to a goal. But unless you know what that goal is and there's a way to actually get there, don't do all of that, you know. Mm. But, yeah, I used to say yes to everything at work. I used, you know, oh, can you make me this, you know, for my boss? And it's like, okay, boss, I'll do that. And it's like, why are you calling me? I'm one of your busiest officers. Like, go call somebody that doesn't make you money. But I always (laughs) said yes, so they called me. Because, yeah, you were were reliable. You were consistent. They they trusted that you would get the job done and done right. So it's like that's a good reputation to have. And also, how do we protect our time to be able to serve ourselves and the people that we work with or for the best, you know? Yeah, so I started saying no. And then I also started empowering other people on how to get the job done so Mm. that I could delegate things out to certain people, you know, to get it done and do it. In a, in a way that represents what people are calling me for. I mean, I'm not a special snowflake. I get stuff done and I'm great. But if I teach 10 people how to be great, mm. now there's 11 of us that can be called upon versus yeah. just calling me. Don't call me. Call them. I made them just as smart. <laughs> I love it. So. I love it. This is so great. I want to talk about the strategy, authenticity, and soul. And uh, why is that important for you? Tell us a little bit more about that right now. Yeah. So when I was transitioning from leaving my corporate job and having a direct sale, I was um, in direct sales. I was making a lot of money. People would always ask me, like, how are you doing this? You know, you Mm -hmm. have Beauty and Hustle, this makeup group that's killing it. You're doing direct sales. You're, you know, you're killing it at FedEx. Like, how are you doing this? You know, what is your secret sauce? And for a long time, I would say 
I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I really honestly at that time didn't have time to think about how I was doing it. It just had to be done. And so when I really stopped to think about it, I actually went to an event in Vegas. um, And it was like probably the first time I had had four days to myself. And one of the uh, coaches at this event said, well, how do you get stuff done? And I'm like, well, you have to be strategic. You have to be authentic. And you need to pour your heart and soul into it. She's like, write that down. It's going to be your first TEDx talk. Like, write that down. That's mm. going to be. And I was like, oh, okay. And so <laughs> I started to dig deeper into it. And it makes a lot of sense. And it's applicable to anything that you want to find success for. Often when I meet with clients, they'll say, you know, oh, I, I feel like I'm missing strategy or I feel mm. whatever. But um, the truth of it is a lot of times we're missing a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. And understanding that when you get those three things right so strategy is like you know how are you going to go about it how is it going to actually how are you going to put procedures in place to actually make revenue drive revenue get new customers all of those things which i'm really good at because of my background in operations and sales you know and then authenticity is branding like how Again, I was really good at this with FedEx, even though my brand was a little bit perceived negatively for a little bit, mm-hmm. right? But it's like, how do you brand yourself as a person? And then if you're going to own your own business, how do you brand that? Like, what makes you different? There's there's so many people out there. What's going to make you stand out? Um, and then with the soul is really that time management and that balance piece of really understanding. So many people come to me and like I said, They'll say, well, I have to answer the phone because of this, but I'm doing my business because of my family. And it's like, well, Mm. why would you start neglecting something? The very thing that you started it for, why would you start to neglect it for this thing? You know, and so I think it's really important for people to understand um, if you're missing even one key part of that, your business will always fail. It will always fail. There's I've never met anyone that's successful. Because now, I mean, now I just pick people apart, like when I meet them or people pitch to me all the time. It's so funny because I'm like, oh, okay, you want to teach me how to close sales. Oh, that's interesting. I've closed $400 million in sales. But yes, please do tell me how you're going to you know, teach me how to be a closer or whatever, which is no shame. I let people pitch to me all day and then, you know, whatever. But I always, I always pick people apart mm. according to SAS and like, do they have strategy? Are they being authentic? And are mm. they pouring their heart and so on? If they're successful, the answer is they're going to tick all of those boxes. Mm. And sometimes it's just a small tweak. You know, they mm. might have strategies. They may really love the product or service that they're selling, but their authenticity part is off. Like mm. I see so many times on the internet, somebody copy and paste. Oh, like the Jay Shetty thing. Like you can't do that. <laughs> it doesn't work. I mean, it's working for him. So maybe I look like a fraud right now, but you know, it's just, it, it catches up to you. Yeah. And so that authenticity part is what makes your dream soulmate client come to you because you're sharing exactly who you are and that's what people want. You know, I mean, I feel like this is the year of authenticity. Mm. I called it on January 6th. I made a Facebook post and it's so funny to see, different people rising that I've been watching for a long time, just, you know, and I'm like, yes, like honest people are starting to rise and you're starting to see some of those people that have just been using fillers kind of get exposed. And it's really interesting for me to kind of 
just sit back and watch mm. everything kind of unfold and transpire. Yeah. Well, I think you have such a wise perspective at this point. And of course, there's always more to learn, but like just to say, hey, here's what I predict. Here's what uh, is the areas that you should be paying attention to. And the people who heed your like warning or wisdom, so to speak, you see the growth that they have. You see them step into their power, into their success and things like that. And the other people who are not paying attention and doing it the old, like unconscious way, then yeah. they, they reap the consequences that they have been sowing. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I've had, I've had actually one of my very best friends now. I remember meeting her. I just moved to Vegas. We were up in the same company. And I remember actually getting angry at me going, I don't want to do like I, I make $6,000 a month. I don't want to double that. Like I don't have, you know, she's a single mom. She has two little kids. Yeah. She had a full time job. She's like, I don't want you talking about it. I don't. And I'm like, okay. You know, but then we started having lunch every week and I was teaching her, like, what I'm doing is not rocket science. Mm. You can do this. You can put your crappy job. I mean, not like right away, but right. <laughs> Build month over month growth and sustainability, of course. But mm -hmm. and just recently she quit her shitty job and she's killing it. And it's it's just one of those things is like if those people are willing to listen to to people that actually have been exactly where they want to be, mm. it gets you to that place so much faster. You know, yeah. it, it just blows my mind how many people are like, well, I don't really know what you can teach me because I'm already doing this. And it's like, I feel like all of us can learn something from everybody. Yep. You know, yeah. I, I can learn from everybody, whether they're have a master's degree or they dropped out of high school. I, mm. I feel like there's, Everyone has a gift and we need to try to extract that from every single person we meet so that we become a better person and also to fire up that inner gifted person of like, whoa, wait a second. I kind of feel triggered right now yeah. that I just explained that, you know, mm. so... And I, I really I love this conversation because just recently I was like on a, on a cruise, right? And I was on this cruise and um, I recognized that I kind of tuned out everyone around me because I made judgments about them that like, well, you know, there's not really any reason to connect with them. They're probably all in a corporate type of job. They're not entrepreneurs. <laughs> I'm talk I want to surround myself with world changers and anyone else is kind of like a waste of time. And I'm like, Chris, you're being an asshole. <laughs> Stop it. You know, <laughs> yeah. like you can yeah. love people and just be don't be in such a rush that like yeah. you throw them to the side because you judge them it's like i really got an opportunity to just like take a look at that and say man I, I really just get to see that there's so much gifts and so much beauty and so much awesomeness in every single person and to to take that time to just be in the present moment you know yeah absolutely and it's so funny that you say that because i had a moment like that when i moved to vegas too yeah. i was so <laughs> I was so judgmental on every, you know, corporate man, because that's what, you know, <laughs> damn the man I was, you know, because I felt like I was never treated in the way that I deserved to be treated, not because right. of who I was, but because of the results I threw up. And I'll never forget it. And it will be etched in my mind forever. I went to dinner. She actually used to be a, a customer of ours. And then we became friends when I moved to Vegas. And I went to dinner with her husband, who's an amazing, brilliant salesman. Like he could sell anything to anybody. And we're sitting there and we're just having a casual conversation. And I kept thinking like, this guy thinks I'm an idiot. Like, you know, 
I'm judging myself and I'm judging how he's perceiving me. And we go into a conversation and I said, well, you know, when I was at, at, in, in corp life, you know, people used to judge me about dumb stuff, like what I was wearing or what my makeup looked like or how my hair was done. And he literally almost fell out of his chair and he goes, but did they know who you are? Like, you're amazing. And I'm thinking, you are such a bitch right now, Chanel, because I was judging him that he already had this preconceived notion that I was a not smart person or whatever that other people had said to me. Hmm. And it's just like that where you're like, Oh my gosh, like I need to, I need to take some of my own advice, step back and understand that just because a handful of people treated me or perceived Hmm. me one way does not mean that this entire world is filled with people that are judging me based on random things, you know? (laughs) But it, 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 it was like a life-changing experience. It's huge. It, it, huge. And it, yeah, and it wasn't big. He literally was like, but do you know? Like, did they know? Like, did they have the reports, the same reports? And I'm just thinking, <laughs> yes, they did. Why didn't they love me as much as you love me right now? You know? It was just this crazy thing to, like, witness. And now I, I talk to him all the time. He's one of our greatest friends, and I love That's him so awesome. much. And he really did teach me, like, I need to stop being judgmental, too. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or letting that baggage, you know, carry me into every boardroom that I walk mm-hmm. into because that's not fair. Sure. Are there going to be other people that judge me? Of course. But I mean, I shouldn't walk into any meeting like that. Should walk into them knowing like I'm, I'm here and I can make you a shit ton of money and create a culture where your, your people that work for you absolutely love you. Like mm-hmm. that's what I need to walk in. Not like, Oh my God, are they going to worry about my hot pink? you know, shirt right now. So he taught me a lot in that dinner and I'm forever grateful for him. That's gold. That's gold, Chanel. I love it. Um, I want to talk about next year, 2020. Uh, What do you think are some trends that people should be aware of? You said 2019 is the year of authenticity. Do you think that's still like priority number one in 2020 or do you see different things uh, coming and emerging? Yeah, I honestly feel that live events are going to are going to start exposing people Mm. in good and bad ways. I feel like live events are going to be the new wave of this online coaching. Um, There are so many people that feel a little bit like lonely, you know, you're, you're mentored by somebody, but you never get to meet them. There's something really powerful when I meet my clients in person and we get to spend a whole weekend. I do a a retreat in Vegas, a business, Mm. a women's business retreat. And there's just something so magical about that. And honestly, I feel like more people are asking for that. I know for me personally, yep. I'm craving, like, I'm always asking people, hey, I really like your style. Do you do any life? And oh, no, everything I do is automated. And I'm thinking, why? You know how much easier it would be for me to throw like 10K at you at while I'm sipping a margarita in Cabo San Lucas? But whatever, <laughs> if you don't want to do it, somebody will. But I, I think. I think that live events are going to be really on trend next year. Mm. And I think, I think for some people like you and I, we should be stoked about it. Like, because that's where we really can connect with people's energies and show, like not only show them, but make them feel Mm. so much different than they were when they walked into that event. Right. Yeah. And it's like the, the, the event container, right? Like, people's freaking DNA literally changes, right? Like their vibration, their frequency, their energy, like because of being around those people and seeing what's possible, it's like they change. So I I totally agree. 
Yeah, and I, I think that for some people, it's going to be an amazing year where those live events are really going to just start this whole new trend of people getting back to the basics of human connection yeah. and still being able to teach really powerful things, mm. but understanding how it makes us feel and then knowing that that's what makes us outperform somebody else. But I also think that for those people that are not authentic, that's when more ex they're going to be more exposed in a bad way because mm. they're, it's a lot easier to try to fake stuff in this digital world that we live in right? I can get a picture of a Ferrari. Mm. I can, you know, rent a mansion and do a photo shoot, whatever. Um, but it's different for you to be able of the way that you carry yourself mm. and the way that you treat other human beings. That is not something that you can fake for an entire event. You can nope. try, but it's going to be very obvious to people like you and I, like I can spot when somebody's not a nice person, but they're mm. kind of trying. And I'm like, mm -mm. My intuition is like, <laughs> nope, you know, I'll be cordial. Yeah. It's nice meeting you. And eh, I'm not dealing with you again, you know. And so I think that I think that some of them are probably already starting to feel that way. Mm. Um, because people are asking for more in person, in depth type of activities. And I know just from the coaching circuit, I know some of my friends that are like pumped for it. Like, yes, yes. finally people are wanting this. And me. If I could do a retreat every month and that was my business model, like that's what I'm going to work on in 2020, yeah. do a retreat every month, meet, you know, shake hands, kiss babies. Like that's what I want to do. <laughs> it makes me so excited that people are finally craving that again. But I do feel like there are, you know, people that are starting to feel like, oh gosh, like I finally have to get up and like mm -hmm. do this work, this, mm -hmm. you know, like this woo woo kind of work or this sales closing stuff. It's yeah. not just like a PowerPoint, you know, cause I call it convention culture. Mm. Um, and I think convention culture is like kind of dangerous if it's not done correctly. Yep. Cause there's nothing worse than like spending time and money to go to a convention. It happens a lot in direct sales. I mean, it happens even in corporations where you're like, did you really need to fly me to the corporate office for this? Right. But you get all of this like, woo. Go get it. And you're like, great. Tell me how. Yeah. And I feel like 2020 is going to expose the people that actually know how mm. to get results yeah. versus people that know how to manipulate you into thinking they know how. It's like the the accountability as well. Like, how do you actually deliver on what you promised at the event? And then, like, yeah. do people produce results after the event? Is there accountability? Is there support? Does the rubber meet the road and people, yeah. you know, like show up and, and produce those results? Yeah. And for me, I, I feel like one of my biggest, you know, things that I'm so proud of is that my retreats tend to have an 88% return rate. Nice. Meaning if they come once, they're 88% likely to come back, wow. which is insane, which is insane. But it means like what I'm doing is working. Yeah. These women are going out they're they're making more money. And in some cases, they're quitting. Mm. So it's not about money. It's there, you know, one of the women that was just here a couple weeks ago, she's like, I want to quit. And as she had all of her, you know, her supplies in a bedroom and literally it broke me down to tears because she messaged me and said, my sons now have their own room because I cleared all the inventory from one and they're so happy. And I feel like such a good mom. And it wasn't about money for me. I, I wanted to be a better mom. And now I feel like I'm doing that. So I feel like that's really like what you said, like when the rubber meets the road of yeah. people understanding 
oh, wow, like, I have to actually teach people shit because there's so many people, especially on Facebook right now, it's like, I'm a coach of the coach. Like, mm. What does that mean? <laughs> you know, and I mean, I get it because yeah. I could coach a coach how to build right. a business, Coaching but business, like, yeah. have you ever built that? Mm. You know, I, that's what I always ask people, you know, when they're like, well, who should I hire for this? I'm like, go to somebody that's doing exactly or has done exactly what you want to do. And then to ask them to teach you how, yeah. you know, yeah. um, like I come from the boutique world and people are like, Oh, well, I hired this guy. I'm like, does the guy know how to sell a pair of jeans? I mean, I don't, maybe. And they're like, no, but he's really good at Facebook. I'm like, what does that have to do with your boutique business mm -hmm. until you learn how to sell jeans? Facebook can't help you with anything. Yep. I you know, so I want to I want to ask a quick question because I think the um, makeup industry can tend to be like kind of superficial, but I hear like yeah. depth, like human being depth, and like the deep work uh, in your communication and this interview throughout the whole thing. Like, has that always been a, a part of your philosophy, or did it become at some certain point? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've always been super deep with my thoughts, and I feel like. I've used Facebook as a vessel to show people that makeup is a, a, a product. It's, it doesn't define you. It doesn't, you know, and beauty comes from the inside. So it doesn't matter if you're like an Instagram model, if you're a bad person on the inside, who cares, you know? And so I try to teach women that. And I think too, like when I started my beauty community, it really was when like Instagram was really like starting to blow up with these Instagram makeup girls. And I just remember thinking like, I don't look like them and nor will I ever because I'm like 10 years older than them. I've started getting wrinkles, you know? And I just kept thinking, I know that there's other women that are looking at them going, well, why doesn't anyone look like me mm. and trying to articulate that you can still have fun and, you know, kind of tap into your child side, mm. of like having fun and without it degrading you or making yeah. you less than. And mm. I feel like that's what the beauty community is all about. Like, Oh, well, you know, she's beautiful. So she must be stupid. And it's like, mm, no, you mm. know, it's just it's absurd to think that that still happens in the world but it does you know and also i heard the inner child right like to let that come out and that's self-expression that's play <laughs> that's the creativity that you were talking about like how makeup is a form of creativity and self-expression as well and so it's like to have fun and play and see what we can create with our appearance that's a, a sense of style it's a sense of yeah. identity who am i on the surface how do i communicate who i am to the world and then deeper it's like and who am I as a human being? How do I feel about myself? How do I love myself? How do I appreciate people and treat people all around me? And I hear like the whole philosophy with business included, which is a whole nother level of challenge, <laughs> right? To bring in entrepreneurship and business to it. So I, I just yeah. like really give you kudos, you know, it's awesome. Thanks. You're welcome. You're welcome. I want people to learn how they can uh, stay connected with you and what are the next steps that they can take on their journey? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm uh, Beauty and Hustle everywhere on, on Facebook, Instagram. Um, anywhere you type in Beauty and Hustle, you're probably going to find me. Okay. Um, but you can go to beautyandhustle.com and look at some of my uh, coaching services and that type of stuff. I also have a clothing boutique where if you wanted to shop makeup and hang out, you can do that too. And 
obviously my makeup group is hashtag beauty and hustle. It's, it's one of the biggest groups that I run. Um, and I would love for anyone out there that is listen to this and it's like, wow, this sounds so amazing to join and really give us a chance to mm -hmm. prove to um, women that, you know, we can be so much stronger if we run together versus trying to be hateful and nasty mm. on the internet. Mm. Um, and then they can always reach out to me. I, I'm one of those people that I think people think I'm crazy because I get like hundreds of private messages a day and every single coach or every person that pitches to me, like you need to automate yourself. And I'm like, I really pride myself on making genuine human connection that's on amazing. a daily basis. Um, and I think that's why I have high close rates because mm -hmm. I know what size jeans Susan wears and what color red lipstick that Petia wants and what, <laughs> you know, what you need in your business specific. Like I actually took time to forge the, those relationships. Yeah. So they can look me up Chanel Rivera um, on Facebook and they can always just say, Hey, yo, Hey. And I, I respond to all of them and there's over a hundred every single day. Mm. So mm. I love it. Chanel, I love it. You're a powerhouse. You're such a freaking powerhouse. Like, oh, thanks. I feel like you're, you're catching your stride and momentum. You've probably been in it for a while, but like, you know, I really feel like you're in it and being able to serve people, give back, doing these masterminds, retreats, different things like that, coaching this group, just like popping off, adding a tons of value. So I just, I'm stoked to see what the next five, 10 years really bring for you. Like, this, is, this is just the beginning. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. If anyone wants to come to Vegas, it's in yes. January, so message me. There's only two spots left. Like, I literally don't even have a sales page for it. Wow. And it's already sold out. So, <laughs> but thank you so You're much awesome. for having me here. I love it. I love it. I appreciate you, Chanel, and you deserve it. You deserve to keep getting your message out to more and more women. Uh, I think you're a great role model for them to be able to Thank discover you. who they are and how to show up and, and succeed in life. So appreciate what you're doing and have an amazing rest of your day. And I look forward to meeting up soon in person, okay? Awesome. Thank you. Have a good day. All right. I'll see you soon. Okay. Bye. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.employeeescapeplan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action, Head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality, and make every day your best day 
ever.